You are listening to Genuine Chit Chat. This show is for real. Hello there, guys, and welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week, I'm joined by author, podcaster, and returning guest, Frank Burton. Now, any returning listeners will recognise that this isn't how my mic normally sounds, because I am actually currently in Scotland and I don't get back till tomorrow, so I'm recording off my phone, so apologies if this sounds a little bit bad, but fear not, the full conversation with Frank is with my normal microphone, and it sounds great, because I've already edited it and stuff, so... I just want to clarify that in case anyone's listening and thinking this doesn't sound as good as normal. Has Mike changed his mic? Uh, No, I'm just using my phone. A couple of quick bullet points before we get started. So Frank has been on the show three times before on episodes 34, 56 and 86. Uh, And also there's loads of links in the description to his website and a link to his book and the appearances I've had on his shows as well. So lots of things to keep you entertained in the show notes. But for this conversation specifically, we talk about how Frank is changing his podcast, the Ragbag podcast, uh, into different things in 2022 and how he keeps track of the sort of Ragbag universe because his podcast and his books all kind of intertwine. Uh, But fear not, if you've never listened to podcast and if you've never listened to or read any of his books it doesn't matter we don't spoil any of the books but we talk about things in general terms we also talk about how frank put the audiobook together and the voices he put on as well as the main idea for the book so this is quite a good like promo for the book itself while also if someone's already listened to or read the book then it's quite a good companion piece as well so it works in several ways and there's a few other bits and pieces we talk about but you know just listen on and you'll hear that or if you're really impatient then just check the description And I want to clarify, relating to the title, this book, which is Getting Away With It, is completely free. I mean, I would recommend you give Frank some money for it, but you can go to his Bandcamp, which link is in the description for that, and you can listen to the full audiobook version on there. It's name your price, so you can pay nothing, or you can pay, you know, a few quid. Um, For people who are outside of the UK, that's pounds, um, or a few dollars, whatever you want to do. And also Frank's previous book, Everything I Am, is also on the Frank Burton Bandcamp as well. That is also name your price. So you can listen on there, you can listen on the feed of Ragbag, He's put it up in several sections and you can actually buy the physical book as well. But all that information should be on frankburton.co.uk, which is in the description. And that's about it from me, guys. I'm not going to ramble on too much here. So I'll let the full conversation come out. Uh, and then right at the end of the conversation, I'm going to add in my outro, uh, confirming what's coming up, a bit more information and that sort of thing as well. So I uh, really hope you guys enjoy this. Make sure you follow Frank on Twitter at Ragbag Presents or at Ragbag Rambler. Both of those are in the description. Uh, and just, you know, review, rate, do all that sort of usual great stuff. And um, yeah, I'll talk to you guys at the end. So I give you Frank Burton. Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. And here we are. Um, I am with a returning guest, someone who shares my last name, but there is no relation. It is Frank Burton. Frank, I already asked you this before pressing record, but how are you doing, sir? (laughs) Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm uh, I'm still doing good. I was doing good 20 seconds ago and I'm still doing good now. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. That's good to hear. And so since we last spoke, I mean, funnily enough, we the last time we spoke actually was in real life uh, because when me and Megan, um, some people who uh, well Patreon supporters would have heard the road trip we went on and uh, we went to Manchester and things and we met with you for a coffee, which yes, is lovely to nice. be able to yeah. see each other yeah. and people. Because it's funny because the first podcast we ever recorded, um, I'll have to make a note of it in the intro because I didn't write it down, is uh, obviously we recorded that like outside when we first met. Uh, so that was quite a yeah, cool, yeah. Um, like a different way to, to meet someone through podcasting is to do it in person outside. <laughs> and then after that, do like um, every now and then, like every year or so, uh, do a Zoom call or one. It's, it's, it's fun. 
It's good to meet you on one of my earliest podcasting friends. It's great. Yeah, yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, it's nice to still be involved and uh, to be keeping it up like this. So it's cool. It's uh, it's cool <laughs> to be back on the show. Yeah, well, it's, it's great to have you. So um, you've got some new things that have come out, but before we specifically delve into the new, uh, the sort of main part of the conversation, uh, I want to ask you about Ragbag. So your podcast, um, you've been through some changes, really. So for people who aren't familiar, you could uh, could you tell them what Ragbag sort of was and what you're kind of turning it into and sort of why? Because um, it'd be want more people to listen to your show so it's uh, always a good way to do that yes yes okay um so ragbag has been going for about three years i guess i started in 2018 and i'm coming up to my hundredth episode now which is kind of crazy and kind of cool and um uh, the show as it stands at the moment it it is uh music comedy and storytelling is what i bill it as so it's a bunch of different stuff i play a bit of music um i do a bit of uh, crazy stuff uh, to hopefully make the listeners laugh and uh, tell some stories and um from the storytelling element um i went into writing novels you know as as you do as a spin-off from a podcast nowadays and um <laughs> you know um so yeah the novels have kind of taken over so i've written two books and uh, well i've actually written three now so the third one's coming out next year so i'm modifying the podcast as of episode 100 and i'm taking a few of the elements out of it so it's going to stop being a music show as of the end of this year and it's just going to be a storytelling podcast to kind of accompany the series of books that i'm writing because i've really just got stuck into the writing the series of books and so the the new show is going to have a slightly different name it's going to be called ragbag presents rather than ragbag um, because each series is going to present a different tale and uh, at, at the end of each series of Ragbag Presents, there will be a book to accompany the series. So that will be a novel. Um, and the uh, show will basically be kind of a serialization of the story that will go into that novel at the end. So that that is the new show, Ragbag Presents. Wow. That's incredible. You're, t- you're creating like a full-on ragbag universe. I mean, I know before we've spoken in the past, your, your podcast did heavily tie in with, you know, everything I am and then obviously uh, now getting away with it. So it, it is one of those things where you've always kind of had that, I hate to almost use the word, but like synergy in a sense where it kind of melds together. But now it's like you are going full-on into uh, that era. Did, do you, have you find like, have any listeners contacted you and prefer that way out of interest? Um, I know obviously with your music ones, some of them did get quite a few listens and that sort of thing, but I didn't know if you've heard from listeners with that kind of change, which I, I fully support as a listener. I want to clarify. <laughs> um, well, I, I, th- I think uh, people have responded very positively to the books. Mm. So and because of that, I'm kind of focusing on that element of it. You know, and um, I, I really like doing the music and, and the, um, the the crazy stuff that I do alongside the music. Um, but I can't really keep that up alongside kind of focusing on various different things. I'm doing another podcast as well called I Like the Sound, which is uh, which I started this year, and that's really good as well. Um, so I just kind of haven't got time to do all this extra stuff, really. So I'm kind of streamlining, <laughs> streamlining it. But also, I think I'm kind of making the show better because um, it. It's kind of like I can do a hundred episodes in this style, 
and that that's quite a lot isn't it Andrew? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and um if i carry on doing the same thing beyond that it feels like i'm i'm just going to be repeating myself in some way or kind of like replicating what i've done in the past uh so rather than ju- I, I just want to make it into something different and kind of evolve into something new and focusing on the storytelling is is for me at the the uh the way to go because i think uh i'm really kind of into the uh, the series of books and i think the books are great they are they are fantastic i recommend i'll be talking about it in the intro as well and we'll talk about it more in this episode as well but they are both fantastic like and you've put them up you know you can listen to them on your podcast uh, feed or you can go on to a band camp and thing and name your price and so it's like and there's various different ways you can check it out and you can get the physical book so it's like and i'll let you plug like at the end with all the sort of bits and pieces and obviously in the description well people are hearing this the links and stuff will already be down there so go check it out but they are a lot of fun i always look forward to you releasing them and us, us getting a chance to be able to d- discuss them and things and just before we get into that realm especially with uh, the new book i want to ask you about i can't remember if i asked you this before or not it's the thing when you have a returning guest who's been on uh, quite fr- quite a few times when you uh note down things for your ragbag universe do you out of interest do it on like notebooks do you have like computer sheet like um different uh, like word documents for example open with lots of things like how how do you plan something that is quite wide reaching especially when there's things that are uh timeline wise like in different places i've always think that's such a clever thing that you've always done oh uh, thanks um it's uh, to be honest it's kind of all in my head um mm. which uh, i do make i do make notes i do make a lot of notes but it's not necessarily to do with kind of um things making sense in terms of time because i've kind of got a mm. timeline in my head of, of kind of when when things happened along this uh, timeline so to speak so um i mean just just to clarify what i'm going on about is that um the stories that i tell on the podcast and the the series of books uh, the stories are kind of not in any particular order they're not chronological so the first book is kind of uh, starts off when uh, i'm a fictional character by the way he has my name just in case anybody <laughs> doesn't know that so uh, i'm writing about it's basically a series of fake autobiographies so i am the central character in these books uh, the central character's name happens to be frank burton and he happens to be a writer and he happens to have my voice and my face um but from there on we differ but anyway um so the the first book kind of starts when frank is six years old and it ends in the present day the second book uh starts when frank is 18 and um it's set over the course of a few years between like 1998 and 2004 so there's a, a bit of the second book that overlaps with a bit of the first book, which is quite nice, you know, and, and um, I quite like the way that I've been able to do that. And like the, the, um, the third book is going to be set in the present day. So I'm, I'm not too worried about that because it doesn't clash with anything at all. It's just kind of new <laughs> stuff that happened. So that, that's quite nice. But um, I'm, I'm actually writing the fourth book now, which, which, is, which is a lot of fun. And um, that, that kind of goes right back to Frank's childhood again. And I'm kind of writing about Frank's childhood, which is uh, quite a lot of fun, actually. Um, yeah. So, but um, yeah, it's, it's kind of the timeline's just, uh, I just feel like it's, an alternative life that I'm living. I'm, I'm so yeah. far into it that I just know it, you know. I, I don't <laughs> need to check. I don't need to check. I just kind of, I can just dip into this other life. I'm, I'm so far invested in this in this second life that I'm, second fictional life of mine. I kind of feel like fictional Frank is a real person and the, the people around him are real as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
it's amazing though because they they are like some of the characters i've just written a note uh, to make sure i didn't f- uh, forget this thought is you know there's the overlap and things and i loved hearing um oh, uncle uh what's the, his his uncle name claude a uh, claude that was it yeah i yeah. loved hearing uncle claude's name uh name i loved hearing his voice uh, a few times in uh getting away with it i, I loved that part I like, yes because i loved him in everything i am and obviously you know there's other characters that pop up as well which are ace to, to hear again and with your childhood book that's going to be coming out i mean this must be quite hard like you're talking about your second book because it's been released while also going ahead with your podcast and things while also You've, you've, you've finished the third book so now you're on the fourth book so you're like thinking two books ahead while talking about a book two books ago oh, that must be difficult um yeah kind of but um I'm, it's a good position to be in because i'm really far ahead of myself now you know um but uh, yeah I've, I've found that these 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 books have been great fun to write so it's kind of like i tend to i've been kind of getting to write them quite quickly just because it's been it's just been good fun and the, the, they're an enjoyable thing to be involved with you know so yeah yeah an enjoyable thing to listen to and like with your childhood as well like i'm interested by your mum more in the in everything i am i was like you know, I didn't like her much, obviously. She's not necessarily a likable character. But then after time and thinking about it, and then when I saw like glimpses in uh, getting away with it, it was like, I kind of, you know, I, I want to see more about that kind of, that character in certain ways. Is she going to feature of what you can tell us in uh, the childhood book much? I presume she would. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we kind of explore, um, I get into exploring uh, Frank's relationship with his parents as a child. Mm. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's from quite a dysfunctional family. So, uh, you know, his mum's an alcoholic and his dad kind of has some gambling issues and, and other issues as well. He's kind of a crazy guy. So, um, but he's, he's, a, he's a fun character to be around as well. So. Uh, yeah, I kind of get into all that and it's kind of, it's been nice to get back into those because those two characters aren't in the third book at all. So I kind of had a break from them. And uh, yeah, so going back to the fourth, uh, the one that I'm writing at the moment and kind of rediscovering those characters, it's kind of, uh, yeah, it's kind of nice to kind of slip back into it again and kind of yeah. explore their relationships a little bit more within that sort of, uh, within that family. Yeah, definitely very compelling characters, and I think they do work really well. Like especially like with getting away with it, you know, the the big new main character is Jenna, and you know she's central to the plot and things. And I'm not going to spoil it for listeners because I want people to go check it out. But like writing a character like her, and then well, you've already got the the younger version of Frank Burton, which obviously we saw a bit of uh, in. I'm just speaking purely about the the book elements of these, um, but with it you got to see that element of a little bit of him at that age but it was more so him sort of present day so you got to make a younger version of yourself and you kind of comment on how you were then in certain ways and i quite like that because the first in in some ways for you it was kind of like a almost like a coming of age sort of story in in wrapped in a lot of other things because you've got that kind of towards the tail end of being a teenager and becoming an adult and things you while everything else is going on which is almost like the main plot in some ways the journey that you are going on is also kind of growing up in some ways which i i've only really just thought of that now but i really like that element of it as well like it makes fictional frank more uh, enthralling you want to be you want to know more about everything about the character and his family and that's why i'm interested by the parents as well because of these seeds that you sow within the story yeah yeah i I think i kind of um you know it, it is a 
fictional character and none of this stuff is true but kind of I, I did kind of draw on some of my own experiences of just just like the, the feelings that you have of moving away from home for the first time and kind of going off on your own and exploring the world and uh yeah I kind of tried to capture some of my own like uh experiences within that uh, and and just kind of insert them into the book you know um so uh yeah that that was quite uh quite nice quite cathartic um and, uh, yeah but I mean uh, like you're saying you can't really help yourself kind of looking back with uh you know because I'm talking about something that happened 20 years ago now and so and I keep sort of bringing in my own perspective now and thinking oh, that's weird that I was thinking that at that time wasn't it you know and, and you know just with hindsight yeah I completely it is one of those things where I completely agree with you and it's there, there are just little moments of it and I, I like the the on the nose elements you know the sort of meta elements of of your stories as well like they're not in they're not too in your face they are just the odd little thing and i really like that uh, i like the yeah the little th- threads as well there's like a lot like i can imagine on a re-listen of this sort of thing once you kind of know because this plot much like it's it's different to everything i am but they both have you know with, with a lot of plots obviously it goes towards a goal of finding something out in essence there are things that you find out along the way and that's kind of where you are at the end and it's like going back from, to the start and going through them again because the end obviously it's giving you clues or you're giving the reader clues or listener clues the whole time if you go back to the start and listen to it again there's a lot of little connections and things which kind of almost make a second listen even some would maybe even consider like better you know in certain ways when you know what the things that happen are you can kind of see the the details that you missed the first time yeah yeah it's uh, it, it's 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 fun to do that it's fun to plant these little things at the start of the story which uh kind of could be nothing or, or could be a, a significant thing um but i mean you, you can usually tell uh well i try and make everything relevant so like if, mm. if i kind of mention something in the first or the second chapter that seems like a a completely innocuous thing that isn't important. Yeah. That's important. Okay. (laughs) Pay attention to that bit because that's going to be important later on. And sometimes I like to say things like that as well because I I kind of like, uh, it's not breaking the fourth wall. What what is it? What am am I doing? I'm commenting on on the action that that I'm describing. So I'll say things like, pay attention to that bit. Okay, this is going to be important later on. It doesn't seem like it's important now, but it is. So just memorize that. Okay. And uh, yeah, I have fun doing little things like that sometimes. It must be also extra fun because obviously all the you release the audiobook version as well, which I love. Uh, that's the that's the way I consume them, and it's just because of that you can put certain inflections on certain elements, and because it is literally you talking about you, but a fictional version of those things, it works so well with. I find the listening experience you get not only do you do the voices and things for different characters, but I, I feel like it does. For me, in an audio format, it worked really well. Did you find that recording it in the audio format is also the more fun part than actually writing it? Or do you think, what's your opinion on that? Um, well, the two things kind of go together, really, because it grew out of the podcast. I've kind of mm. uh, written the books with the audio version in mind. Mm. And um, so, you know, it's very much part of the writing process that uh, I think about how it's going to sound which is not something that I used to do. I mean, years ago, I just used to write stories and they used to go in a book and that was it. There was no kind of audio at all. You know, that was, I didn't even think about it. But um, now it's very much an integral part of, of the books that 
the the audio version. I mean, a lot of people are just going to consume the audio version. They're not going to get the, the physical copy of the book, you know. Um, so kind of in a way, the audio version is kind of like the main version. And there are things about kind of the audio versions and but kind of the voices that I do for the characters that kind of um, you get a certain... Um, you get kind of a slightly different version of the character with the audio because kind of hmm. the, the voice, obviously you don't hear the voice in the book. So it's kind of like <laughs> obvious point to make, right? Um, but, but uh, you know, it's kind of like the, there is, there is no real uh, description of like, uh, like, like, what's that? like Uncle Claude talks like this, you know, it's got a very silly voice and um, he, he, he talks with very high inflection. Um, but, but if you read the book, it's just, you know, talking perfectly normally but um but you know as the extra element of the character having the voice you know um so that, that's quite important and also an, another thing that i'm going to be doing i haven't done it yet but kind of with the new podcast that's going to be kind of the accompaniment uh, to the book series so i've been thinking about the way that i perform the uh the books i've, I've always tried to do this I've, I've always tried to make it kind of sound like I'm not reading the book. I'm just talking to you and uh, not exactly talking off the top of my head, but it's like fictional Frank is telling you this story and um, he's just taught, he's just saying it as, as it is, you know? Yeah. And, but you can't, you can't a hundred percent get that. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of obvious that I am reading it because uh, the, the lines are just that little bit too clean and, and too kind of uh, carefully prepared, you know? So, <laughs> but um, what I'm going to try and do, I think is, in terms of the delivery of it with the next one, I'm, I'm just going to make it even more kind of just that little bit extra, that little bit more kind of relaxed in terms of the way that I say it and maybe slip a few things in there, like a few kind of, oh, do you know what I mean? That sort of <laughs> feel little kind of conversational uh, bits and pieces, just as, as though I am just telling this story off the top of my head. Um, so yeah. I'll see, I'll see how I get with that. I mean, it might, it might sound horrible. I might have to re-record the whole thing, but you know, um, it's, <laughs> it's an experiment more than anything else, I guess. Yeah. So you must've found that also recording, um, recording each because where you start off podcasting and things and then when you recorded the the four the first book for everything i am when you did that and then you've you know, been podcasting in the meantime and then recorded um getting away with it with that you must find that getting away with it was was that like the easiest thing to record almost in your podcasting career in a sense like i know obviously individual episodes are easier because they're like an hour long but did you find that that was quite easy or did you find the opposite because you're you know what you're doing now you kind of put even more time into it no, I, I always I always find the recordings. Um, it takes longer than writing the damn book. It's re- really is it's really is a struggle. Um, it's um, I, I shouldn't call it a struggle. It's it's hard work, is what I'm trying to say. I, I try and yeah. I I just I I focus a lot of energy into it. Maybe I kind of overthink it as well because I, I spend a lot of time thinking about sort of well how how am I going to say that particular line and stuff like that. I, I, I've sort of really kind of think about. Of uh, you know the inflection of my voice in certain bits, and I kind of um, you know kind of uh, do a little rehearsal and before before I do the actual recording of it. So, and then like and then I have to kind of choose like if there's a new character, it's kind of like what, what voice am I going to do for this person? You know what what kind of what's her voice going to sound like? And uh, so that that's kind of an interesting thing. But kind of um, the, the funny thing is with kind of the uh, the Jenna character who's kind of the the, the main 
not protagonist, but it's uh, the uh, the yeah the uh, the book is basically about the friendship between Frank and Jenna, and um, so she's in the book an awful lot. So there's a lot of her voice in the book, and um, so. I had to settle on on a voice that I could comfortably do, you know. Um, yeah. Because if it's uncomfortable for me, it's going to be very uncomfortable because this is a long damn book and I've got <laughs> I've got to read all of this stuff out in this voice, you know. Um, but um, and I've also got this thing about because it's a female character and one of my big kind of bugbears about audiobooks. I don't know if you found this with audiobooks, but like when you've got a male reader doing a female character, and they, 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 put, they put on this voice. <laughs> I'm a woman. I'm a woman now. <laughs> I don't know, I'm a woman. Um, you know, it's uh, it, that really annoys me when they do that, you know. But so um, I, I don't try and do that, you know. So it sounds like a male voice, but that, that's fine because I've told you it's not a man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so you can believe it's a woman. I've told you that it is. You know that it's me reading it, don't you? It's not a woman who's walked in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is fun, but you're not that good. <laughs> Maybe you've clawed. I, can, I think, with, although you did you know, graciously do a clawed impression here, which I, I cherish. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that, if you said someone else did that, I'd be like, okay, that sounds so different. I could get that. But most of your other voices, it's, because you're reading it though because you're doing it you you get what you want from it being a different voice so when there's conversations you can understand who's talking to who but as you say there's not that kind of ridiculous silliness because at the end of the day it is someone kind of telling you a story so it's almost like their impression of that character and the character like frank who's basically saying i'm telling you this whole story so i do an impression of the person i'm doing and it sounds like i'm doing an impression of that person so i think it just adds even more so into the the ragbag world. Yeah. The yeah. Great. There we go. But I mean, the, the, the voice that I eventually settled on anyway was, it's basically, she talks with the same voice as me, but um, I, I do it ever so slightly quicker because uh, kind of, she, she's a bit, she's quite manic. She's kind of like, she's got lots of ideas in her head. She's got a lot of things to say and she wants you to get out as fast as she can. So she just talks and talks and talks like this. Um, but I, I didn't want to do it kind of too, too fast because otherwise, you know, you wouldn't understand what I'm saying. So I just ever so slightly just talk quicker and uh, a little bit kind of breathless and, and a little bit sort of, you know, really kind of enthusiastic about and, and then sort of uh, go back to Frank's voice, which is a lot more kind of, oh, what are you talking about, man? You know, and he's, he kind of slows it all down it's kind of the back and forth between the two of them and just kind of changing the speed of the voice each time so uh yeah that was uh i think that worked well in the end actually i think it works okay yeah there's never a time that i was confused of what characters were talking either and i think that's an important thing too and yeah it has to kind of not take you out of it but also yeah you have to be able to differentiate especially when there's certain conversations going on and i i never found that there was a problem uh hearing you do the voices and um yeah, and you'd be different characters. Like you could, you could clearly hear it was different characters. Like even when it was just like yourself and your dad, but you obviously your dad's got the kind of more rougher air quotes, rougher voice. It's uh, the sort of you know, and it's just the different characters have certain inflections. You said with uh, Uncle Claude, so I just I, I like that element of it as well. But sort of other parts with your book, like the universe that it's in. Like I had to ask you off air. There's a certain story that is told um, about. Am I allowed to, to to save in the name of them? I don't want to spoil any of your books. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, that that's that's fine. Okay, so the story of the three strop group, and I had to ask Frank, real Frank, uh, if it was actually a real thing because in the book it's it sounds like something that really could be. And so I'm just interested, like how when you thought of that, like was that something where you came to the thing of okay, I need to have 
a big idea or did you have the idea and then you decided to kind of mold the book around it like how, that because that obviously thing is quite central to the plot in certain ways but it's also not the main theme because there's not one main theme in the the plot aside uh, from no, yeah. the friendship no but it, it is that it's it's an important uh it's an important I mean, we, we can reveal this though because it is um it's an important part of the book and it's kind of uh, a, a lot of the plot is kind of based around this story so um but um i I've got a long answer to this. Okay. Um, Good. Please, please. Give it up. <laughs> sit back and relax. Uh, um, so I had this idea that the, uh, the premise of the book is that the starting point that I had for writing it was that um, all I knew was how it was going to end up it with, and it ends up with Frank being arrested and going to prison. Uh, and uh, I'd already established this in the previous book. So in Everything I Am, the first book, I say uh, there's, there's a part in that where everything stops because Frank has to go to prison for six months and then he gets out of prison again and, and the action carries on. And then he says, um, I'm not going to tell you why I went to prison. I'll tell you in the next book. Um, so that's what the next book is going to be about. And um, so that was the starting point. And I knew that the book was going to end up with Frank being in prison. I didn't know what was going to happen before that. So that that was um, the basis of it. So I was thinking, like, um, how can Frank end up in prison for six months? What, what fun shall we have with this? So my original idea was I was thinking um, maybe he could be, in, like, unwittingly involved in a crime somehow. So maybe he be involved in a bank robbery and he'd be the getaway driver or something like that. He'd be kind of like hoodwinked into it somehow because he's, he's not kind of a, the kind of guy who would go out and commit crimes. He's not that kind of character at all, you know. But he is the kind of character who could be easily tricked into doing something. So he, he could you could see him being a getaway driver in a bank heist, you know. So, um, but then I was thinking, then I got to think about this idea of... Um, Kind of, so he's the getaway driver. So he's in he's in the car while the heist is going on. Now the interesting thing about this is that Frank, the getaway driver, doesn't know what is going on in the building at the time because he's just in the car. So really, anything could be happening in the building. So then I thought well, maybe there isn't a robbery at all, and um, it's just somebody's told him that there is a robbery, and they've told him that he's the getaway driver, and he believes that he's the getaway driver but actually there's something else happening and um so i that 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 kind of got the ball rolling uh, a little bit and th then i had this idea of um which is a similar idea and that frank would get involved in a series of crimes that he's not sure if those crimes are happening so it's just that his friend is his friend is telling him that this is what is happening, but you can't be involved with this because you get into lots of trouble. So I, you just stand back. I'll, I'll come back and tell you what I've done. And um, so Jenna tells him all of these stories about these kind of um, acts of extortion that she is. She's basically kind of um, holding historical buildings hostage and um, on, on the basis that there are explosives in the building. And th this is based on a, an apparently true story, which is not a true story in answer to your question, um, about a, um, a group called the Three Strop Group. I just made that word up. It's just, uh, I just thought, yeah, I'll call them that. Well, what the hell? Um, and um, uh, apparently this, this story happened, this is kind of an urban legend uh, story that happened in the 1980s in Paris, they took the Eiffel Tower hostage. They said that there were explosives in the building and everyone needs to evacuate. 
you need to give us a billion francs, otherwise we will explode the Eiffel Tower, and that will be that. And the, and the authorities were saying, well, how do you know that they're explosive in the building? Well, you're just going to have to take our word for it. It's, and, and, and they were kind of bluffing them the whole time. There were no explosives. Uh, but, but they successfully extorted that money because uh, the government didn't want to see the Eiffel Tower being destroyed and they got away with it. So that, that is, and that, that has kind of passed into urban legend because the whole thing was covered up. It's kind of an official secret. It never officially happened. So it's kind of uh, one of these kind of urban legends which, um, you know, I just made it up, so it's not true. Uh, but, I mean, there is, uh, it, it's kind of a slight nod to a, an actual true story, which is, uh, which I really like this one. I don't know if you've heard it, but um, somebody successfully sold the Eiffel Tower in uh, the early 20th century. They sold the Eiffel Tower to a group of scrap metal dealers because there was a story about, uh, in the news, about um the maintenance costs of the Eiffel Tower were too high. So there was talk of them dismantling the Eiffel Tower. And so this was a kind of a controversy at the time. And this con man kind of latched onto this and he, he approached all of these crap metal dealers and said, well, you've seen the news, yeah? This is, this is true. This is all happening. So I am the sales rep for the Eiffel Tower. I can sell you this metal at a good price, you know. He went down to, round to all these crap metal dealers. He sold the Eiffel Tower to them. One at a time. Each of them bought the Alpha Tower. And uh, he made millions from this, you know. And uh, he got caught. But um, I love that scheme, though. That's just... That's, that's, uh, that's a great scheme he had going for a while. Selling the Eiffel Tower. That is good. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that... <laughs> If that doesn't make you want to read or listen to this book, then I don't know what does. You know, <laughs> I always like your, your sort of, you know, it's it's almost grounded madness in certain ways. Like your books aren't crazy at all, but there's just certain ideas that are like obviously uh, the 100 was a lot more crazy, but that's not in the the ragbag universe. It, it's it's its own thing. But like, I like how when you have an off the wall idea, it doesn't evolve into madness. It's just like almost surreal in certain ways or intrigue kind of is one of those things where it's like all these things one, one of the reasons that your fiction is so good is because like it could like especially everything i am like I, i'm not going to spoil the ending of, of that but it's just like that all these things could happen it's not like you know the book ends is like oh and the secret about my dad was he was a werewolf and that's the end of that you know it's, it's <laughs> yeah yeah well I, I like this and i particularly like this idea this like this, the eiffel tower story like i came up with that and i was thinking well how would that work in real life though if if um you know if if someone were to do that how would the government actually how would the person taking that call from from that person react and what what processes would be followed and what would they have to do in order to what decisions would be made and um i, I was thinking you know, actually you know it's, it's actually you could get away with that you could do that and um you know nobody could do anything about it if you did it in the right way and you weren't um you weren't able to be traced but if you're using kind of a, a phone line that couldn't be traced like you've got this whole thing about Jenna, who's kind of this master criminal, is making these phone calls to the government from outside the country, and they can't they can't tell where it is that she's calling from. 
and all this sort of thing. And um, yeah, it's kind of, uh, I, I think there's a, a plausibility to it, but um, also in the fact that um, because we don't know whether it's actually happening or not, we can only take Jenna's word for it. So there is a whole question mark over the whole thing the whole time. Maybe she's making it up or maybe it's really happening. And uh, yeah, I, I think I've done that deliberately in terms of, because I know that, some readers just won't go along with that. They, they won't see it. They, they would see that story as being a bit too far-fetched. And it's, you know, mm. if, if I reported it all as fact, like this was really happening, a lot of people would turn around and say, well, yeah, I'm not buying that, mate. No. But if, if I say, well, I don't actually know if it's true. She told me it is. You make your mind up. Then there, there's something intriguing about that as well. There's something that kind of gets... You know, different people will react in different ways. Like some people will read that book and they will think, yeah, I can see, I can see that. I can see those crimes taking place in real life. And, you know, other people will just think that's mad. You know, that's, that's, that's <laughs> absolutely no way that would happen. I like to think. I think like to think we live in a world where everything in the ragbug universe could work. Maybe it's just one of our parallel universes. Well, this 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 is the rule that I have. Everything has everything has to be plausible. Just about just 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 about, just about yeah just about i mean it, it, it could everything could in theory happen um as it as it says it does in the books that should be the tagline for ragbag presents just about plausible. <laughs> <laughs> it's excellent get that on a t-shirt because <laughs> i've got literal notes and things about it like um several of my notes were you know like um, the three strong group is part of it and then there's also you know uh, purely fabricated experiences like in uni and obviously you can confirm that you've had experiences that kind of influence and you've taken like bits and pieces of certain experiences you've had and put them into the frank story but it's not everything in there isn't what you've done <laughs> anything like that it's kind of fragments almost if if one could even call it that so it's just like so many elements of it are like you go, you go, this could very easily happen like, especially you know before you get onto the selling the historical buildings element it's just so many of the young parts of it are just you could see that happening and i think that's what makes you know there's a genre of film i don't know what no i don't know what they're actually called but i call them people films so it's just where it's just like a bunch of people little miss sunshine juno way way back those sort of things where it's just like here's just a period of time in these people's life and that's just what you get and i feel like your books as are that element obviously it's there is a central theme there's a a part of it but it's not what you kind of alluded or what you said earlier on it's like you know parts overlap mm. so you're building this kind of timeline of this fictional person so it's like a people film but a series and i can't think of many i can think of like comedy films that have got series and things but like people films usually just the one mm. so you've kind of got that good element but in a way of a series if you know what i'm waffling on about yeah no that's true actually yeah yeah that's a, that's a, that's a nice point i like that yeah <laughs> <laughs> hadn't occurred to me actually but um yeah yeah it's uh it's good yeah and so with your books so i think we've obviously um everything i am we we spoke about that and i'll like in the intro and stuff and in the show notes i'll put what episode that was and then we've got getting away with it was this the one we're centrally talking about did you say the fourth one is about childhood and that's going to be about the parents so you say no not not quite not not it's it starts i mean the the fourth one is going to um there's going to be a lot of crazy stuff happening in the fourth one but it starts off with frank's childhood and, and then it, it goes on it goes on to like a period of his adulthood later on right. so yeah 
And the third one, what, what's it? What's the next one that we can look forward to next year? As much oh, as you can um, say. Uh, the third one is uh, about a proper bank heist this time uh, that Frank literally gets involved in uh, robbing a bank, but not in the way that you think. And um, it's, uh, yeah, it's quite an ambitious uh, project, really. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a lot of fun, but it was quite a challenge to write it for a couple of reasons. But first of all, because it was set during the pandemic, which um, I didn't intend to. It was kind of the pandemic kind of hit after I'd kind of started. So it's kind of like, you know, oh, I'm going to have to deal with this pandemic thing now, aren't I? So I had to write the pandemic into it. That was a bit of a bollock. And um, <laughs> the pandemic was a bollock, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> it was. That's a very apt way of putting it. And uh, also because um, I'm literally using real people as characters. So um, I'm, I've, I have this long-standing, um, I, I call it a joke, but it's actually, it's become much more than a joke now. It's become actual part of the world that uh, Frank is, and he has been on the podcast for many years. He's, he's friends with Benedict Cumberbatch. And, <laughs> yep. and uh, Benedict Cumberbatch has appeared on the, on the, on the show. Uh, not not the real one. I've never met the guy, but um, I got my friend got my friend Dave to play him, and he did quite a good job. And uh, so that was fun. Um, but Benedict is going to be in the uh, in the next book, and he's going to be robbing a bank with Frank. <laughs> so wow! <laughs> but not in, not in the way that you think. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a it's not a real bank. It's kind of a, it's, it's kind of like a secret society. Mm. Um, that, uh, that a secret society formed by these these kind of A-list celebrities. So there's a lot of kind of, um, there's not just Benedict, there's a number of other people who are involved in this secret society. And uh, yeah, um, again, it's one of those things where it's kind of, I've almost like created this, my own kind of urban myth about these um, Hollywood guys who run their own bank in kind of the middle of nowhere, but it's actually kind of like a secret club where they can go and uh, hang out and be themselves and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, that, that's uh, that's the gist of that's the gist of the third book. That's, I mean, that sounds great because because I think I've spoken to you about this before, but just to reiterate for any listeners, are you planning? It's just like it's a it was a book a year, but you wanted or did you want to do more than a book a year? Like with like uh, the, the general plan of what you're kind of you've got going on because obviously um, you've already a book a year is fine for me thanks um, <laughs> <laughs> don't try and push me to get more than that Jesus <laughs> no um, for the foreseeable future that is the plan so but 2021 is out of the way getting away with it is 2021's one and 2022 is going to be the new one which is going to be called Brollywood um, uh, so um, yeah so that's that and um, what once I've kind of got out, that out of the way, I should also mention that there's there's another thing that I'm working on as well, which um, I'm, I'm sure you will like, seeing as you like Uncle Claude. Um, I've got big fat, big plans for Uncle Claude. So um, I'm going to be making a sitcom, uh, like an audio sitcom starring Frank and Uncle Claude. It's going to be called Frank and Claude are following you, and it's uh, basically the, the those two characters. Uh, kind of uh, driving around in a van kind of and uh, it's, it's kind of it's almost like they're they're like the scooby-doo gang and they're, they're, they're driving around solving mysteries but they're, they're not proper mysteries they're kind of just kind of like trying to find lost keys and stuff like that 
and they're just really really inconsequential things uh, but it's more about it's more about them and the characters you know about the way that they relate to each other and kind of the stage in their life that they are at and stuff like that that sounds incredible yeah no it's it's going to be it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun ride that one yeah is that going to be like a book or is that going to be part of the podcast? No, it's, no, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, it's going to be a proper sitcom. It's going to be a six part uh, situation comedy. Wow. Amazing. Well, but it's, it's, it's kind of going to be done in kind of a mockumentary style. Uh, uh, the premise is that Frank is recording him and Claude as, the, as they go about their travels. Hmm. And uh, Claude is kind of reluctantly being recorded because he doesn't quite like the idea. Um, so, uh, but but he's kind of gone along with it because he he's he's kind of been hoodwinked into it by Frank. So, um, and yeah, so it's it's just kind of um, uh, there's going to be. I haven't kind of started recording it yet, and it's going to be kind of partly improvised and stuff. Mm. There's going to be the two of them uh, kind of uh, bantering with each other. But I mean, um, you know, as you know, it's me doing both the voices, so it's uh, it's kind of. It really is a fake documentary. It's just one guy doing both the voices, you know. It's kind of mad. It's kind of like a weird puppet show. <laughs> oh, mate. What a way to describe it. I mean, anything with more Claude in, like, I'm always always happy for that. Um, I thoroughly enjoy uh, hearing well, just the Claude as the character and just hearing his voice. It just it cracks me up. I love it. Uh, and it's one of those things with, like, where you're creating this world and all these sort of elements. Are there... Like, I know you've already just told me all these ideas you've got, which is incredible. But, like, in the, like, super long time, are you going to delve into, like, Frank's, just all of Frank's life, in essence? Are you going to do some crazy, like, I don't want to, if you've got anything that you don't want to speak about, don't, don't say it. But, like, any crazy future stuff? Or, like, you're just going to do spin-offs for characters? Like, or have you, I know you've got, like, five projects on the go already, but I'm I'm intrigued if you've kind of thought about that far ahead. Um, Not that far. I'm just going to see how it goes. I'm just going to see how it goes. Um, I I think um, I, I've got uh, I've got various different ideas. There's quite, there's, the, the third book's got quite a lot of new characters in, so there's mm. there's a there's a few kind of directions that I can take them in. Like there's there's uh, there's bits of the third book that could be expanded into spin-off books mm. type thing. So I'm, I'm kind of thinking along those lines. Um, but yeah, I mean there's. I just, I just like to you know, see how it goes. Really, I, I don't want to commit myself too firmly to any one idea because um, sometimes you have an idea, and then what I like to do is hang on to the idea for a while and see if the idea still feels good in a year's time. Mm. And then maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, or maybe I'll have a better one. And if that's the case, then I'll go with a better idea and ditch the other one. Yeah. So you know. That's what I think about with tattoos. <laughs> I'm just like, if you think about it for long enough, just don't do a brash, sudden decision. Just think about it for a while. And then if you're ready, then you can do it. It's not quite the same as an idea. You know, I just can change like that. Whereas if you want to get a tattoo changed, it's a very expensive and timely procedure. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to ask about, um, before because we're getting towards the end here, but before we wrap up, I do want to ask a little bit about um, I Like the Sound. Because obviously... I've been on there, guys. So if you want to hear more of my voice, go over there. But there's, there's plenty of really, really cool episodes. Do you want to just talk about the the premise of I Like The Sound? You may have spoken about it in the last podcast, but I can't fully remember if you did. So I want people to check that out as well. Yeah, so uh, I Like The Sound is a show about sound itself. And that that, that is the starting point 
really. So um, it's a very, very open subject. So I've got quite a few. It's kind of it, it's not a fictional show like Ragbag is. So there's there's not really a fictional element to this. It's more of a kind of a documentary style podcast with uh, me being fairly serious. Uh, you know, <laughs> I've, uh, I've uh, I throw in some jokes now and again, but it's kind of uh, it's more kind of exploring sound as a subject. So. I've, I've had some uh, great guests on, including yourself, obviously, and um, some other ones kind of talking about sounds that they like and things like that. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't go too far into kind of uh, kind of technical or scientific territory. It's more about kind of just I really like the sound of a, of a jar, a glass jar being opened, like kind of pop that it makes when you open a new kind of jar of jam. <laughs> yeah. It just goes... I love it's, that. It is great. <laughs> and it's, it's just things like that, really. It's just it's just like a really nice um, uh, thing. It's kind of a bit of escapism, I suppose, really. And the, there's some episodes of it, it's, it's just kind of me holding a microphone up to stuff and recording to see what it sounds like. Like, um, okay, check this out. I've got some celery here. Let's see what the celery sounds like. You just snap it in half. Do you like that? That's pretty satisfying. Good. That's good, that, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that good? You can hear it tearing in half. It's great. It's, it's, it's like loads of little clicks, like instead of one big crunch. Yeah. It's lots yeah. of like layered ones. Yeah. I had this. I'll tell you what's a great. I'm, I'm sat right next to it right now. It's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I, I will warn you, Mike. Um, I'm glad the uh, the listeners can't see the video here. This is very phallic. <laughs> um, here we go. Oh, I see. Um, so <laughs> it's, it's a cactus. <laughs> but... Um, just uh i don't know how nicely this is going to come across on the zoom audio but you hear that yeah yeah the flicking noise of the things but it's like so many of them at once it kind of beautiful yeah. beautiful um <laughs> i'm surprised you discovered that like touching the spines of a cactus like that's a quite a strange thing to like i'm terrified of touching those because if you get the ones with the little flowers on you just get impaled obviously those ones are thicker spines but how, how did you do that noise well, I was just fishing. I was literally just fishing around for things to um, to to record. I was like, okay, what what shall I record the sound of now? I thought, well, well that, that's an interesting thing. I wonder what will happen if I do that. And um, yeah, it's not something that I would do just generally in day to day life. It's just kind of doing that. Like the sound has kind of opened up these uh, little avenues for kind of uh, yeah, little bits of everyday life that you don't necessarily uh, think about um all the time so yeah yeah because i remember when when you spoke about like when you uh first spoke about doing the show and ha- having me on and things it was it was interesting because i was like i don't like there's a lot of sounds i do like but it took me a while to really think of them and occasionally i do try and think of sort of more sounds but there's loads of sounds i like but trying to think of the more unique and different ones like i quite like uh when you get you don't really get them much anymore but except maybe in hotel bathrooms where it's like a roll of towel and you pull the towel down and it's yeah. it kind of goes, you know, it's just like this infinite towel. I just think it's a really satisfying noise. It's just the the rumble of it. And it's like rumble, clean, rumble, clean. And it's just like, it's one of those strange things that when I was a kid, I used to always like those. Or sometimes you get the one with the lever on it and it's one big pull at a time and it goes round. It's like, I was thinking about that the other day and I can't think the last time I saw one of those actually. Yeah, it's true. It's kind of, um, yeah, they've uh, gone out of fashion, haven't they? Hmm. Probably the amount it takes to wash the thing like that, unless they have to, unless they just get rid of them, and then it's yeah, hugely I, wasteful. I think there's some kind of hygiene thing. Mm. There must be. Yeah. yeah, probably. There's probably a reason they don't do it anymore. But <laughs> I like the sound. Hey, that's the show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So, we've, and I'll put links and stuff in the description because I think I was on 
Um, the words one, if I remember correctly. Oh, you've, you've been on uh, about two or three. That's, yeah, yeah. I've, I've shared two of them that I recall. The third one, I don't think I've yet listened to. Or maybe I've listened. I, I'm certain I specifically remember hearing two of them. And the third one, I can't fully remember. I'm going to have to go back to the start and do, do yeah. the whole back catalogue. Well, I've, I've, I've got you lined up, even though I recorded um, you telling me about uh, you like liking the sound of wrapping paper a long time ago now. Mm. Um, but um, I've got you on talking about wrapping paper coming up. <laughs> oh, good. For Christmas. I'm having a break from, um, I like the sound of the moment, but uh, I'm kind of uh, recalibrating a little bit and it's going to mm. come back and be kind of bigger and better, I hope. So I'm just gathering stuff together at the moment for it. It's incredible. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's fun. Mm, yeah it's it's a really interesting concept for a, a show and it's a lot of fun to listen to like especially like if you're in traffic for example that sounds like a weird one but like both both your shows are great for different reasons you know one is um an audio drama in in essence you know or at least the, the books are and then it will become more into that story sort of stuff when you kind of go into the new year and then you've got i like the sound which is all about sounds and specific things so if you're just in a car and stops for traffic it's quite it's nice escapism almost listening to all these different sounds making you think you're not stuck in a car <laughs> um or you know you can listen to the other one which is you know take escapism in a very di- in a very different way taking you to the, the the ragbag universe so you know go listen to both those shows guys they're amazing um i didn't know if there's any sort of final things you want to mention frank and i i always th- i was thinking man you're so busy you've got a lot of stuff and then people go to me but you have two podcasts as well and it's like oh yeah whenever i talk to someone about having two podcasts <laughs> i'm always like god you must be mental to try and do a second one especially how much work that goes into one it's like oh wait I do that as well. So <laughs> is there anything else um, on your plate or any sort of thing that you want to just mention before we wrap up here? Um, I think um, the big thing that I'm working on at the moment is I'm going to do a, a big kind of final episode for Ragbag for episode 100, which is mm. going to come out at the uh, end of December, I think. Um, so that is going to be um, Frank and uncle Claude uh, having lots of fun and, uh, playing some of my favorite music and just kind of reflecting on the last three years and uh finishing on our big musical number so um oh wow (laughs) yeah so i've sang songs with claude before um it's uh it's it's fun singing songs with claude Is it more fun singing songs with Claude when you've got the headphones and hearing his voice, or is it more fun actually being Claude and singing? Oh, it's always fun being Claude and singing. Yeah, <laughs> he's a better singer than me. This is the thing. I don't know why. Um, um, he's actually a better singer than me. Um, Great, created a whole new personality and a whole new person who can actually sing better than you can. That is a next level yeah, talent. He sings much better than me. He's, he's, he gets the tune spot on. Um, I struggle, but um, Claude's uh, away with it. Yeah, Amazing. I mean, I'll, this will be coming out probably this week, to be honest with you, in the next few days. Obviously, I'll tag oh, you cool. in social media and that sort of tomfoolery. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll make sure, obviously, when you do Ragbag 100 to listen and spread it uh, across the podmosphere. Um, but why don't you tell people, I know you are off social media uh, for a while, which I... You know, with you when you said that to me a little while ago, I was like, I'm kind of jealous in one way because there it's it's a lot of effort having to post on social media that I don't like, and there's certain elements of it don't I don't like. Obviously, I like the element of connectivity, but yeah, there, when we discussed last time, it was like there are so many things that I like. My least favorite part of podcasting isn't editing; it's actually just having to post on social media. So I completely sympathize sympathize yeah. with you getting rid of it. 
but you're back on now so people can find you <laughs> full circle oh yeah if they want to you know <laughs> <laughs> well i'm on uh, ragbag presents uh, on twitter and instagram that is uh, if you want to check me out um i um i came back on just because i started i like the sound and i felt like i should kind of share have some kind of social media presence with a new podcast it seemed like the right thing to do but you know it's um it's it is a token presence at best um, <laughs> um sometimes i'm not even there at all but um you know I, I i post new episodes and stuff on there and that's about it i don't really use it very much not 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 a big fan of the social medias but um, you can find them you know it's it's at, at the very least you can find stuff because you did i did remember on twitter it was actually how i know you told me about it because i watched one of your uh it was the mini uh street view episodes it was it was the one i think you put them on youtube and stuff but i saw the clip where yes. was it was it the it wasn't the disappearing man was it? it was there was a shop or a door or something or a bus stop where it was they completely moved yes in greenland that was yeah it. um that's that's uh spooks me that has yeah it's haunted me but, um yeah um I'd, yeah I, I, I do this uh if you go on my website um frankburton.co.uk <laughs> um there's a video series called the ragbag rambler which is me going on street view and spotting kind of weird things and uh it's it's a lot of fun I, i've i've got i've got some more lined up i just haven't got time to um put them out um so i haven't done it but um yeah um it's yeah this thing with the greenland was that i found this every because you know the thing you can do on street view you can look at different things from a different angle you move a little further along the street but every time you move further along this street the bus stop moves it moves, it moves kind of a, a couple of feet down the street. And then from another angle, it's completely moved to the opposite end. And the, there's a guy, what you can tell they're all taken on the same day because there's a guy in a blue coat who's walking towards it and stopping at the bus stop. And then every kind of little, you move a, a little bit longer and, and the guy's moved a little bit and the bus stop has moved. And it's very odd, <laughs> very strange. Yeah. I'll try to make sure I put a link to that because when I watched that, it was absolutely cracking me up. It did freak me out in this little way, in a fun way, but it, it was just cracking me up like that. Uh, the rambler, rag bag rambler. There you go. That's a tongue twister and a half, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, and the fun thing about that, I'm doing it in character as fictional Frank, and fictional Frank is very, it, it, it just sort of, um, he kind of overemphasizes things quite a bit. So it freaked me out, but it freaked him out more than that. You know, so it's kind of like a, a heightened version of reality. Dramatized. <laughs> Dramatized Frank Burton. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, that was absolutely uh, yeah, fantastic. It was always good hearing about, you know, your, your many projects. And it's always exciting to talk to you about them and to be able to just tell you how much I enjoy them whenever we have our, our conversations. It was it was this time I recently got an Audible subscription. So I was like, <laughs> when we've spoken things, I was like, yeah, I need to make sure I don't get sucked into something major because I want to listen to uh, Frank's book and things before I go down a big old rabbit hole of stuff. And yeah, oh, yes. there's no reason not to, guys. There's, you know, I think uh, getting away with it is like 10 or so hours. So it's great. There's so much content. You can either have it for free or can give him a bit of De Niro, but you can be nice. Give him some give him some money on Bandcamp and stuff. And um, yeah, we'll put links in the description and whatnot. And obviously his Twitter, his token Twitter as well. Um, and is there any final words from you, Frank, before we hang this call up? Um, no, um, be good to yourselves and each other. <laughs> Thank you. That was excellent. <laughs> what a way to end it. 
And that's the end of the podcast. Thanks as always for tuning in, guys. As I said in the intro, make sure you check out Frank's previous appearances on Genuine Chit Chat if you haven't already. There's episodes 34, 56, and 86. And also make sure you check out Frank's website, as well as the audiobook versions of Getting Away With It and also Everything I Am. Also his book, The 100, as well, but that's not specifically related to the Ragbag universe. So, you know, it is a good book and it's worth a listen, but I really recommend listening to Getting Away With It and Everything I Am. And obviously, check out my guest appearances on the Ragbag podcast as well as frank's other podcast i like the sound so just before i delve into what's coming up on genuine chit chat make sure you check out lots of my other guest appearances as well they are in the description so i appeared on the hall of mirrors podcast you can listen wherever you're listening to this podcast or you can watch the video version on youtube i've appeared on star wars timeline which is on youtube three times um, each time to talk about a sequel star wars movie so one on The Force Awakens, one on The Last Jedi, and one on The Rise of Skywalker. Technically, they're like my second, third, and fourth appearances, but they're the most recent ones. I also appeared on the Beer Nuts Productions podcast, so make sure you listen to that. It was only like 25 minutes or something, and it's quite fun. Me and Golf always get along because he's been on this show loads of times, and it's quite fun to hear me on his show uh, as opposed to him being on my show. And he will be returning in uh, 2022 to this show as well, so fear not. So other things I've got coming up. So I've got a conversation with Brad Sugars, who is someone who was on the podcast, I think about two years ago, uh, and he's going to be coming on the show again. Uh, I've got some plans for some other people to return on the show before the end of the year, if I can make that happen. Um, but I've also, I think next week is probably going to be a special episode I recorded with Megan, Rhea and Jack. Rhea and Jack are of Pop Gorillas, uh, as well as Indie Comic Spotlight, and they're on the Comics in Motion family. Uh, so obviously where my Star Wars podcast airs, Star Wars Comics and Canon, on the feed of Comics in Motion with loads of other shows, Jack and Rhea are part of that family. Uh, so And also their brother and sister, which makes it even, even more so like a literal family as well. And the special episode is basically the four of us discussing Star Wars Visions, uh, which is the anime anthology series, which is on Disney Plus right now. And we go through each of the nine episodes and give our thoughts on them. And we don't agree with everything with each other, um, but it's quite an interesting way just to do so a breakdown on those things because they're all quite interesting and different uh, some land better than others but yeah that's what's going to happen next week in addition to that guys obviously i already mentioned my star wars podcast you can watch those episodes on youtube at genuine chit chat unless you're already there right now listening to this on youtube therefore hello uh, go check out my playlists um or you can listen on the feed of comics in motion or you can just type in star wars comics in canon wherever you listen to podcasts and it will come up episodes air on comics in motion every saturday and i just released a book review a spoiler free book review of the rising storm which is a high republic novel by Kevin scott so you know go check that out if star wars is your kind of thing uh, and in addition to that the only thing really to add is my patreon so patreon.com slash genuine chit chat i'm sure lots of you regular listeners are sick of hearing me talking about it but if anyone is new or if anyone is suddenly has come into lots of money and wants to give me some uh, then you can contribute for as little as one pound a month uh, you get early access to episodes whenever i split episodes in two parts you get access to both parts when part one drops in the normal feed but if that wasn't enough you also get additional content every single week so we me and megan released something called afterthoughts and it's basically currently we're in scotland and stuff so we've already recorded two in the car so either we go on road trips and record while we're driving and things um, normally the person who's the passenger is, is holding the phone uh, and then we chat about the road trip we're going on or random other bits and pieces uh, but the main thing that we do on there is talk about tv series and movies we just pick one normally after we watch it and then we chat about it for like 10 15 maybe 20 minutes and um, we've done a lot of them now i think we've 
I think we're near about 50 or so. It might be a bit more because we release more than one a week on times where part two of an episode drops on this feed so that all patrons get something every Sunday, whether it's a standard episode of Genuine Chit Chat or it's an Afterthoughts episode. So I think we've done, yeah, about 50 or so. So there's hours and hours of additional content on there. I've done a couple of comic reviews as well just by myself. And we do spoiler-free reviews of new movies like Venom Let There Be Carnage was a recent one. And we watched a lot of like horror films recently. But also we do like TV show reviews, which are also spoiler-free. So we did Narcos series one and two and Shit's Creek and a couple of others as well. We've got more plans to do other stuff too. I know we're going to be watching Harry Potter around Christmas. Um, we watched Harry Potter and Philosopher's Stone in the cinema uh, semi-recently for its 20th anniversary. So we're going to be watching the rest of the Harry Potter films and doing afterthoughts on all of those too, probably around Christmas. So there's loads of cool things. If you want to support the show, as I said, it's like there's one pound a month for America or for Americans. I think that's like $1.50 or something along those lines. So for less than a cup of coffee once a month, you get access to hours of additional content, early access to certain episodes, uh, including like my book reviews whenever I put them on Styles Comics and Canon. They come out a few days early on Patreon as well. Uh, there's also for slightly higher tiers, there's more stuff as well. But generally, I try and push the £1 a month thing because you get access to the feed. You can either listen to it on Patreon, either the app or the website, or you can put the RSS feed that I give you into whatever podcast app you listen to, and then you just get access to the feed immediately. And it just means, yeah, you can go through the whole back catalogue, listen to loads of stuff, and whenever something new gets put on there, you'll get notified all those sorts of things so if you want to support the show and you want to get loads of additional content as well please go to patreon.com slash genuine chit chat it means the absolute world to me i've got a couple of new patrons recently which is incredible and uh yeah the more the merrier as i always say when i'm talking about this and the link is in the description in case you don't want to hand type it in for whatever reason Anyway, guys, that is enough from me. Thank you, as always, for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you, especially listening right to the very end. I hope you enjoyed this week. I hope you're going to enjoy next week's one. And uh, I hope you keep listening, especially if you're a new listener. So, um, yeah, hope you have a good week. And I'll talk to you next week with the Star Wars Visions episode. You've just experienced host, creator, everything else of genuine chit-chat, and also the host and creator of Star Wars Comics and Canon, found on the Comics in Motion podcast. Mike Burton.